Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey guys, John Rapp, Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. It's Tuesday. It's Takeover Tuesday here on the Paddle and Fin Paddle and Fin Media Outlet Group. Let's do this. Welcome to a special edition of the Rusty Hook Podcast, streaming live on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. One hour of straight talk regarding tournament news, angler profiles gear reviews, and more. Now let's get our show started by joining with John Rapp, our host. All right, guys. Hey, again, John Rapp, testing one, two, three. Looks like I've got voice meter. Everything's going well today. So what I wanted to talk to you guys about, as you saw from the opening credits, was 
This episode is all about registering your motor vehicle, motorized kayak at the DMV here in West Virginia, where I'm located. So, I just spent a few hours out running around to get these bad boys so I could put it on the side of my kayak and have it be legalized. Be legal when I'm out on the water, when I'm getting ready to head to Alabama, Tennessee, and here in West Virginia here in the next few months. First officially unofficial retirement day. So I put together a video of my trip this morning. And I'm going to start that off for you here. But before we get into that, let's do one of my angler profiles. I've got a few set up. And what I did and had intended to do, I reached out a bunch of ladies that are strong in the kayak industry here in West Virginia and abroad, Florida, Tennessee, Arkansas, Maine, Illinois. Still waiting on that one. But, uh, and uh, I think Mississippi. But uh, I've got some of those put together. We'll show three of them tonight. And we'll start off with our girl Christy from here in West Virginia. Favorite fishery? Anything river. Um, the Gully River is probably one of my favorites. Greenbrier, the Elk, the Cheat, the New River. Gosh, there's just so many. We're so fortunate in this area. You know, you're hard pressed not to find somewhere to go. So any of the rivers, you can't go wrong, in my opinion. Those are my favorite places to go. You'll never have a bad day on the river. fishing technique oh hands down ned rig ned rig all day every day anything soft plastics um i always have success regardless of where i am well obviously i would take my husband Bick because he runs shuttle like nobody's business and i would also include beth because she is just super fun and we would probably drive a bit crazy, which would just enhance the day even more. My least favorite technique would be a spinnerbait, mainly because I'm just not confident with the technique. I need a lot more practice. Um, and because I'm not fishing lakes very often, because again, they're just awful, I don't have an opportunity to master that technique. So that is something that I definitely need to work on or work towards perhaps in the future. As far as a pro, I really like Takahiro Omori. I just think that he's hilarious. He seems very genuine and I feel like that if you went fishing with him for the day, that he would just be like the nicest, coolest person to hang out with. Um, and as far as like a kayak angler, I'm definitely definitely gonna have to go with um, Christine Fisher. Um, obviously, you know, as a female, it's just awesome to see a female, you know, kick ass and take names out there. She's clearly talented. 
Um, she's very genuine and friendly and very helpful. She's always answered questions when I've messaged her, um, which I find, you know, very nice considering that she's probably incredibly busy. So um, I just, I like to see her succeed and I'd like to see the successes that she's already had. fish well I mean I'm still learning but I started in kayak angling um, back in 2018 so just a couple years ago so and it's something I would like to continue I don't really think I have reached that yet um, I mean I'm proud of the fact that, you know, I get out there, that I'm on a SUP board, nobody else is on a SUP board. I feel like that's pretty cool. Um, I feel, you know, very confident on the water, things of that nature. But as far as like my greatest accomplishment, I, I don't think I'm there yet. Um, there's things that I would like to achieve that I just haven't gotten there yet. Um, hopefully, you know, I'll have time to reach some of the goals that I've set for myself. All right. Thank you, Christy, for taking all those Prozac before you got on camera, because I know you don't like doing that. And I really appreciate you taking a few moments of your evening to do that back in December for me. So, again, I uh, wanted to talk to you guys. The reason I chose tonight's topic was, uh, was to talk about how to register your, your kayak here in West Virginia. And I'm sure... Many DMVs uh, around the nation do, have the same requirements. So one of the first things that you need to make sure that you do when you go to your DMV is have all your paperwork. So earlier today when I went, I went ahead and recorded my, my trip. And I thought I would share that with you here and uh, just give you a little insight on how things went hey guys John Rapp first day of unofficial retirement and what am I going to do today I'm gonna get some coffee and then I'm gonna jump in the truck and I am going to go to the West Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles why is that well as you guys know, I've got that new Lure 11.5 sitting out in the driveway in the garage getting all rigged up and i got a motor on it. And with the motor, it requires registration. So let's do this. I'm going to try to get there early as they open up. Alright, we're rolling. So I thought I would talk about a little bit about some of the things that you need as you are processing and gathering your paperwork to go to your DMV, specifically in my case, West Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles. Um, when you go there, you're going to need a couple documents to fill out your title and registration to register your motor vehicle motor 
for your kayak, right? One is going to be this right here. It's going to be your certificate of origin that comes with your boat. It basically, it acts as your title for your kayak. The other thing that you're going to need in the state of West Virginia and probably most locations, but make sure you, you look up, is your bill of sale. And once you have those items with you, and you go talk to the service desk, they'll give you the appropriate paperwork uh, to get your motor vehicle inspection. Here in West Virginia, it's a no fee registration. So they're normally good for, I believe, three years if you catch it right. Um, you may, like I did last year when I registered my Mokin and my Big Fish 103, so I could motorize those. Uh, I believe I caught it on year two of three, so unfortunately for me at that time, it meant that I was paying a $30 fee for one year instead of three. But we're on the road now, headed to Summersville, so we can try to get everything accomplished. Uh, opens up at 8.30, it's 25 after eight now, so I'm hoping I can catch it with very few people in line, and maybe we can get one of the uh, folks there to talk about what is needed for registration. Looks like I didn't catch it empty, but uh, hopefully uh, things will go quickly. The one thing that I hope to clarify for you guys is the difference between registration, fee, and no fee. And maybe we can have one of the folks in here, if they're willing to go on camera, explain that. Okay, I'm sitting here and I'm getting ready to do the forms. Unfortunately, they won't let me interview anybody, so. This is what the document looks like. As you can see, they've highlighted the areas that need to be completed using your forms that you provided. And they will keep your original certificate of origin, so you might want to make copies of it or take photographs of it and store it somewhere. So that number right there is the number that you put on your boat along with your no fee stickers. Yes, do you need it? Okay, I just finished up being in the DMV here. Only took me about 25 minutes, um, but I wanna go over a few of the things that uh, 
happened in there um, that are questionable, but not really anything you can do about it if you don't have the correct paperwork. Okay, so just walked out of the DMV and I'm good. I'm good through 2026, but they didn't have the right stickers to go out that far. So she gave me the 2023 sticker, which expires in April and the other ones will come in the mail. The new thing that the DMV does now is they, they don't print off your registration anymore on that pre perforated cardboard, which is not really a problem for me is all my registrations go on a sleeve that I keep on my boats. So that's that's not, not no, no big deal. Um, now, the one thing that I want to talk about is that they do keep your certificate of origin because you get a title, which replaces that. So if you ever sell the boat, make sure you provide the title to the new owner just in case they do want to put a motor on it um, because being a kayak um, they'll, they'll need that to transfer the title to them so they're legal now here's the thing that you need to pay attention to when you go to the DMV um, my total bill was $121.68 and the reason being was my um well, I can't show it to you because they, they took it. But my bill of sale uh, was had the boat, my eight ball kit, uh, steering kit, my battery boxes, and everything had a total value of $1,700. Now, I the kayak, I used my feel-free uh, bucks, so it, I didn't have to pay for it. One of the things that you need to do, like if you if you get your boat from the manufacturer, us feel free team guys, or if you're a team guy and you get your boat from your manufacturer, or if you're pro staff, maybe with a local store like Mountaineer RV or Ace Adventure Gear, Elevations or whatever, and they, they provide you a boat and they give you a bill of sale that it's blanked out at zero, you still have to pay, pay the 6% sales tax to register the boat, whether you're pro staff and you're getting it just to use or not because you're putting a motor on it. Now, if you're a, the average everyday buyer, if you're buying the boat at the retailer, they charge you 6% sales tax. So you're getting doubled up if you don't bring that. So basically in a, in, what I'm trying to tell you is, is make sure one, if you're a pro staff or you're a team member and you get the boat for promotional purposes, that uh, you're going to have to pay taxes on it. 6% here in West Virginia. Now, if you buy out that boat, right, and make sure, make sure guys, when you're, you get a, a receipt that only has the boat, especially if you're getting additional items from, for the boat because they'll consider all of that as part of the boat and not separate items if it's on the same receipt. Because that's what happened to me just now. My boat was only an $800, $10,000 boat, but I got charged for $1,700 for tax purposes, which is, you know, 6%, you're looking at maybe another $225. But heck, that's that's gas money or, or burgers or 
baits and lures money that you could be spending on. So make sure you get the receipt only with the boat. Also, um, if you are a purchaser at the store, also get the receipt with the sales tax on it. And that way, when you come to DMV, you have something that you can articulate to them saying you've already paid the sales tax through the retailer. That's a gray area. That's a problem area here in West Virginia. I know a lot of people have complained about that in the past because some DMVs will say you still got to pay it. You got to pay it twice. So something to pay attention to. Some DMVs may recognize you paid sales tax on it by using a receipt. Some might not. Uh, each one's different. So caution you there to pay attention to what your paperwork says. So anyway, that's what I had to do today, but I am legal. I'm going to go start working on my, my decals. I may have to reach out to my good buddy, Steve Gunner or somebody and get me some, get me one big long sticker with my decal information and maybe even throw up my, some of my brands that I represent. Go from there. Hope this is a little bit informational and we'll go back and we'll look at some stuff on the internet and we'll share that from here. So I hope that was a, a little, it gives you a little idea of what I went through. And I want to touch base on a couple of the, the things that I spoke about there when we come back from this break. So stand by and I'll see you in a few minutes. Ace Resort, West Virginia's number one destination for whitewater, hiking, zip lining, and more. Check out aceraft.com. That's Brooks Supply Company, Georgia's number one go-to kayak fishing supply store. Gear, accessories, and custom rigging. Look them up, westbrooksupplyco.com. Yak Gadget, proudly supplying you with American-made products and gear. Check out yakgadget.com. Feel free kayaks. Paddle, pedal, or power. There's something for everyone. Check out feelfreeus.com. Paint Outdoors is a custom plastic maker, design consultant, product reviewer, and outdoor writer. Check out more at paintoutdoors.com. All right, guys. So I want to reiterate what I learned. And after I called my personal accountant and spoke with her, that's Beth, and where she had her experience from working at the gear shop, Ace Adventure Gear, which sold kayaks and things, I talked to her about what happened at the DMV Um how they charged me sales tax the six percent, which over the last year I registered one of my kayaks. I believe it was the Big Fish One Hundred Three, and um, I don't remember paying paying a sales tax on it because where I'm with Feel Free Kayaks, Three Waters, as pro staff, some oh, we have a bonus bucks program so. If we do things and we earn those bonus bucks, we can get our kayaks almost free if we do everything up to what they require. So, for in our contract. 
So, um, I got one of my boats. Oh, I didn't pay hardly anything for it. Got the receipt, took it in. And when I explained to the guy that I was promotional staff for the company and that I don't remember paying any taxes on it. Beth said I should have. Um, so where I'm going at with this is if you buy in West Virginia from like Ace, Mountaineer RV, Gunner's Yak Shack, Elevations, down at Princeton, um, at H&S Sporting Goods, or any of the, some of the kayak retailers that we have in West Virginia, or even at Dunham's or Cabela's, you need to make sure that you save your receipt, the whole receipt that has where you paid sales tax on it. Because when you go to the DMV, you don't, you need to make sure and articulate with them that you've already paid the sales tax once for that item and that you shouldn't be required to pay it again. So I wanted to, wanted to re-illustrate that information because if you're buying something like a car or a, a motorcycle or an ATV or anything else that needs to be required to be registered, those locations normally reserve that for when you register and title it so you pay it there or it's already included in the purchase price. So you're getting those that title and that registration at the dealership. So that's one thing where we buy kayaks, all we're doing, we've already paid the taxes for the kayak. We're just motorizing it. And that's one of the reasons why West Virginia has this sticker that's a no fee sticker. So it's it's very confusing. Make sure you do your research. But in the long run, I paid $110 today uh, to register my kayak. And let's be honest, it, it will be a whole lot cheaper for me to pay that than to go out on the water, have the DNR write me a citation because I didn't have my my motor watercraft registered, which could eliminate me from the tournament that I may be fishing because I, I I did not follow rules. So, better safe than sorry. I got another angler profile I want to show you guys. Before I do that, I want to show you our new PNF media video that Brian Schiller put together for us. Check it out.
right back. One of the reasons why I, I done tonight's show, and it's pre-recorded, as I've already mentioned, because I wanted to talk about the registration process. It's February. All of us are really getting kicked up and rolling, getting our stuff together for the upcoming year, the tournament trails. I know myself, I'm headed down to Huntsville, Alabama in three weeks. Not a month after that, I'll be going to East Fort, Eastport Marina for the Pat on Fin Open, two-day open in March. I'll be going to Lake Erie in Pennsylvania in May. Got the, all the West Virginia kayak anglers tournaments that we do, I'll be doing. So I'll be traveling, and I want to make sure all my paperwork and everything's right, and I can put everything in the kayak, in the in my stowaway boxes. That way, if the DNR or hunting and fishing in your area make a stop asking me about my paperwork, that I have everything available. So. I definitely wanted to have that covered. And so now what I want to do is I want to show you some of the things that every state will differ. But I wanted to go over and look at the DNR regulations and uh, show you guys a few of the things that when you motorize your kayak, some of the expectations that may be required. So here we're going to scan through the synopsis of the boating laws and rules. And it... Some of this information may or may not be fully up to date. I don't know what the dates are on this website. But if you need to actually look at the rule of law, right there it is. It's Chapter 20, West Virginia Code. There's the websites for West Virginia DNR. That's just covering definitions. So G is motorboat. And let's make sure that we highlight this part right here. So a kayak is considered a motorboat by West Virginia Code when you add an electric propulsion to it. This is pretty much when you're looking at it is, is the code. And uh, the website is, it is actually the DNR website.gov. So there's how I got to place my stickers. And I think that's pretty much the same by all states. I've seen. A lot of boats down in North Carolina when I'm down there uh, cruising by. When I'm up Erie, Pennsylvania, you'd see the decals. So it's pretty much universal. So kayak fishing lights. Yes, you should have a, a light on the back. It's motorized. You need to be able to look, let them know. Your green and red light, starboard and port side. 
And right there is where it covers power-driven vessel. Power was included for electrical. PFD. Same as, as what we all know. It's got to be Coast Guard approved. So, simply put, here, you, you have to have a whistle or some type of uh, noise-making device, lights, PFD, typically what we all follow when we do a KBF tournament and the rules that are involved with that. All right, let's go back to do another angler profile. Again, I want to tell you guys, I'm featuring some of our ladies. And the next profile, I'm going to feature Tracy Joseph out of Florida. And she did an excellent, excellent editing job. I think you'll enjoy this. My favorite fishery would have to be the Everglades in South Florida. You have largemouth bass that are aggressive beyond belief. You have the peacock bass, the bullseye snakehead, the Oscars, the clown knife. My favorite fishing technique, topwater. Specifically, the super spook. Love that bait. Down in the Everglades, it just destroys. For fun down the water, I would take my younger sister, Lisa. She's been bass fishing a lot longer than I have. I'd love to have her down here in the kayaks if I could get her past the alligators. My least favorite fishing technique would have to be the jig. I haven't mastered it. I don't use it. It's just, I like a little more activity than that. I admire most are the ladies I met at the Women's Fishing Federation annual events that I've been to. I learned to fish when I was itty bitty with my dad on Sunday mornings at Dixon's Fish Docks. very biggest all-time fishing accomplishment happened this year. Finally, I'd been working on it for five years. I landed a double digit. Not just a double digit, it was 11 pounds, one ounce. But that was like probably the best day ever in fishing for me. Without a doubt, that was one of the better edited videos that was sent to me to play here on the Rusty Hook. Hey guys, make sure you go over, do me a favor, and uh, like, subscribe, get notified when we come online, when we go live. Of course, today is a recorded show, but there'll be a lot of live videos that will be shot out across the networks here at the Paddle and Fin media page here.
on my Twitter pages, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. So watch for some content there. Go like my stuff, and I, I really would highly appreciate it. We're going to wrap up here. I got another video profile I want to show you guys, and then we'll do a little synopsis. So just close it off, uh, close out the show. Appreciate you guys um, tuning in. I hope some of this information was helpful, give you an idea of what to expect when you go to DMV. So we got Brandy, our residential doctor who's out with us here with West Virginia Kayak Anglers, Brandy Vance. I'm going to run her video here. My favorite fishery would have to be the Everglades in South Florida. You have largemouth bass that are aggressive beyond belief. You have the peacock bass, the bullseye snakehead. The... Let me try that again. Favorite fishery would have to be the ever. My favorite fishery is Lake Erie. My favorite fishing technique is finesse fishing. Fun day of fishing, I would like to go fishing with Lee Livesey at Lake Fork. My least favorite fishing technique would have to be power fishing. angler I admire most is Jacob Wheeler and my favorite kayak angler would have to be my handsome husband Bud Vance. I've only been fishing a few years so I'm still learning. greatest accomplishment of fishing would have to be beating Bud Vance at Mud River. Hey guys, I want to touch on one more thing here. I, I dug it up real quick. It's the summary of the laws with West Virginia on, on kayaks. Now, I, I did show you the DNR stuff, but th these summaries here that I wanted to hit on were something that um, most West Virginia might know, but people that are coming out uh, might need to be aware of and one is is when you're doing when you're oh well scene two there we go is this part here motorized kayak ages you have to com complete a course and if you're 12 to 14 
you have to have boaters education. In West Virginia, it's all combined with hunters and boaters education. To be able to get your hunting and fishing license, you have to take that course. Unless, of course, you were born before, I think, 1986. I'm not sure if it's cut off or not. Also, if you are out there and you're cruising in your motorized kayak, electric propulsion, and you are consuming some beverages, you fall under that law right there. So use your head. Don't get stupid. And you can see the rest of those alls there. Again, like like it says here, if you just go out and you buy your yourself a kayak or a pedal kayak, non motorized, you don't have to have any boaters education. Only if it's motorized. touch base on that too here if uh in west virginia a lot of our lakes are corps of engineers and they have additional requirements on top of our state laws that the dnr uh enforces and one of them is, is if you're in a a vessel less than 16 foot you're on a corps of engineers lake you're supposed to be wearing a life jacket so keep that in mind All right, guys, I believe I'm going to cut this a little bit short today. I hope you enjoyed this video. Um, a little bit educational on some registration, titling requirements for motorized kayaks in West Virginia. All of our viewers on the Pat on Fin media page here today that are watching from outside of West Virginia, I can almost guarantee you that the laws are very, very similar in nature. So, but make sure you, you browse them before the season gets started. Uh, also, look at the KBF rules and your local club rules. They, they all should be pretty much entwined and uh, really similar. That way that when you're out fishing a tournament, you don't have something happen that may disqualify you. If you guys, hey, I just want to let you know. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, I am going to be in Virginia in two weeks. I don't want Messenger. I want Facebook. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to be at Just Fishing in Bristol, Virginia. So. If you are in the area, I would love to see you. It's their grand reopening. And uh, I'm about, about to pull it up here and I'll show it to you. I'm looking forward to going down there. This should be a lot of fun. Um, this is it here. 
Just Fishing Open House. They got an event page set up for it. It's March, Friday, March 3rd. And March 4th, Bristol, Virginia, right before you get into Tennessee. And um, Alan and Allison, I've looked at their, their stuff that they have on Facebook page. They, they carry a lot of the high-end equipment, the good stuff that people want to buy. That way you only have to buy it once, not buy it two or three times before you go buy something that you wanted in the first place. So take a look, take a look at their shop. I look forward to seeing everybody there. Please stop by and look for me. Um, I know I'll have some uh, items to pass out, give away, and maybe raffle for from Feel Free HQ. Um, so I look forward to seeing everybody there. You might even see a couple other Feel Free pros down there, like Ricky Banks, who's from the area. And uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Hope to see you there. With that, this is John Rapp. Takeover Tuesday is over.